Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk podcast. I'll have uh, Fred kind of preview this story. We mentioned it a little bit in the last hour, but the Hall of Famer has a good story about Frank Cusimano that he's going to share a little later, right? Yeah, that's right. We've been trying to get hold of him ever since Friday. And he wasn't answering my texts. And I couldn't figure out why, because Frank always is quick to answer texting. Right, right. So I didn't hear from him over the weekend, didn't hear from him Monday, didn't hear from him Tuesday. It's so weird. And we just couldn't figure out what was going on, and now we know. Well, are we going to tell people, or are we just going to kind of keep that? No, go ahead. No, well, he apparently his phone—I don't know the details of this because uh, Fred hasn't told me, but his phone went missing, right? <laughs> right. Is that, is that what happened? His cell phone went missing. Yeah. And it just turned up three days later. Wow. Okay. wow. That is interesting. In I look forward state. to this story. I know, especially you know? since it was like found in a, a different state, we understand. Uh, Alex Rich is here from Y98. He visits on Wednesdays. How are you? I'm doing well. You guys good? Uh, yeah, we're pretty good. good. I, got, I have a story that is sports-related that I'll get to that I have not talked about this week. And I don't know, Sue, if you're familiar with this one. There were two Massachusetts schools that um, played each other. This goes back a couple of weeks ago, earlier in February. The Collegiate Charter School of Lowell and Kip Academy. Kip Academy is Lynn, Massachusetts. And... Um, Kip Academy was leading the game 31-14 at halftime, and they um, they ended up winning on a forfeit. It goes into the record books as a 10 to nothing win. I don't know why they do that. But what happened was is you had a biological male that was playing for Kip Academy. And I mean— This is basketball? Yeah, this is basketball. And there were kids that were going down, and they were worried about safety. And the coach said that he was already carrying, only carrying an eight-player bench because he had injuries in previous games. So they decided, you know, they saw what was going on, and this is the statement from the Collegiate Charter School. They said the bench was already depleted going into the game with the 12-player roster having four players unable to play. When the coach saw three more down in the first half, leaving him with five players, he made the call to end the game early. The upcoming charter school playoffs were looming. He needed a healthy and robust bench in four days. Um, but the statement also says that there was concern. You know, Once the third was injured, the remaining five expressed concern to him about continuing to play. The players feared getting injured and not being able to compete in the playoffs, mainly because this big dude was, you know, muscling them around. So this is, I love this, because then you have the uh, Kip Academy, right? The woke Kip Academy, who did exactly what the MS Society did at first before they finally apologized to um, 
Fran, the 90-year-old grandma who got booted for not using she, her. So this is what the KIPP Academy says. The vision of KIPP Massachusetts is that every child grows up free to create the future they want for themselves and their communities. KIPP Academy, uh, Rhonda, Bra- Rhonda Barnes is um, the executive director. To do this, we work to create joyful and identity-affirming schools for our students and prioritize maintaining student and staff safety above everything else. Really? Really? We also support state laws and regulations which provide students with the right to participate in all extra school or all school extracurricular activities and sports based on their gender identity or expression. So they basically are saying we support a male playing on a girl's team mm. and we don't care if that male is bigger, stronger, faster. We don't care if that nope. male is injuring other girls because we're concerned about the safety and the virtue signaling of our team. We don't care about the rest. It's outrageous. Uh, it's more than outrageous. And how this keeps, you know, because every time I see a story like this, I think to my, I really do soon. I don't know why it hasn't occurred to me that it's not going to happen. But I think, you know what? There's going to be an adult that's going to say, right, right. Ah, you know what? You're right. I don't know how this happened. No, we apologize. But there never is. There's always a statement canceled. like this. Well, I hope they do get canceled. But the, the other thing about this is, is you kind of have to wonder, do the woke parents at KIPP Academy support all this? Yeah, I, you I, wonder. I support is the, uh, you know. How is you that know, fair? It, well, it's not right. fair. That's the, <clears throat> the issue of fairness doesn't ever get discussed. Riley Gaines addressed this last night. My interview that we played, it was from Monday morning when I filled in for Kill Me. But I never heard this explained this way, and she did a great job. Once they admit they're wrong. That's right. The house of cards The whole thing unravels. If they admit that a a woman who claims to be a woman is not a woman because she's got a penis, well, then the whole whole charade falls apart. It just totally unravels, and uh, that's why they defend it. Exactly. And what's interesting is the, the KIPP Academy team... Um, they've pretty much lost the rest of their games have been, you know, other schools have heard about this and have pulled out. So uh-huh. the team, you know, with oh, really? I didn't know girl, that. yeah, they're, they're not being really? able to play either. Right. Wow. There so you go. Ones losing. Yeah. That's a mess, right? It yeah. Is. Who's the winner there? That's no a good one. point. Fred. Zero people. Let's do this here. These allegations are deeply concerning. Does the president have any comment? We're not going to comment. It's not clear messaging. No, 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 no. And now, Sue's News, sponsored by Mr. Appliance, speedy expert service, MrAppliance.com. I got my garage door fixed today. It was Ooh. the uh, spring, one of the springs that uh, had uh, broken. And he said, well, I could do both of these springs or just one. And then... then it, they give you the option. They always. give you the option always, mm-hmm. and of course, it's more money to do two. But do you want the other one breaking down the way? No, so you just do two. I think they—that's definitely a way that they sucker you. And not just the garage door people, but I think in like you know, in general, it's like you take your car and you're like, okay, the one, the one brake needs to be replaced. Do you right. want to just do you it want, now? Right. I know every time, Mark, you take the car, and I guarantee they're asking you. Oh, for sure they are. Well, you know, in fairness to the businesses, they're they're trying to make a profit and make money but it does get yes it, sometimes you have to make a call look i had um a, dis- a hard decision to make several years ago three years ago god bless Corey malone from air comfort but i had a geothermal ac unit heating and air conditioning that was only i think it was probably only seven years you know when the house was built wow. and it went on the fritz and then i was given a number to replace it mm-hmm. or a number to repair it the mm-hmm. number to repair it was was half the amount of replacing mm-hmm. but then i thought you know it was my decision i thought yeah. what are you, you going to do you got to sometimes make a decision 
on whether or not you want more problems in the future. Exactly, right? and that's what that was, because I trust my garage guys, but wowzers. All right, on this day in history, I do this. I feel like we've talked about this fairly recently, but I'm going to do it because it's on this day in history and because baseball is around the corner. Corner? Corner. 56 years ago, on this day in history in 1968, the minimum annual salary for Major League Baseball players became... What do you think, Fred? Um, what year was this? 1968. Oh, um, it was 75,000. Um, uh, no. What do you say, Alex? 1968. 35,000. George. Nope. <laughs> nope. I, I think it sounds high, but I'll just go up for 100,000. 10 grand. What? what? That wow. was it. In 1968, the well, minimum annual salary for MLB players became ten grand. I think that, uh, like, Otani gets that per swing. Right? Or, like, practice swing or <laughs> something. Really right? And this year, it's $720,000. That's the league minimum? Yep. That's that's even quite a bit higher than it has been recently. Bidenomics, dude. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> wow. That's exactly right. Also, on 43 years ago, on, on this day in history, this is music. You'll guess it when you hear it. In 1981, this song was number one on the pop charts. I saw this on the X today. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to. All right, I had this 45. That's how much I loved it. <laughs> now, at the beginning, well, now, mind you, I was young, but she, the the, the typing in that, it's her rubbing her fingernails, her fi- fingernails yes, together. You hear that? Acrylics. Oh, I never knew That's that. That's it. Turn it up. Oh, sorry, it's too late. Is that really? Though? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna listen to that here. Really? Yeah. Oh, look at that! I like uh-huh. that. There's a little uh-huh. uh, random fact for you. Random fact for you today. But yeah, this was the number one song on this day in history, 43 years ago. Have you seen Nine to Five, Abby? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't think it's politically correct. But uh, if you want to watch it, it's not bad, right? I don't remember much. You don't of the remember details anything? Not not oh, a whole lot. I remember oh, yeah. the song. I remember the cast. But you know the boss, the bad boss, and they kidnap him. It's Lily Tomlin in there, and all the and Jane Fonda. Yeah. Did they? They never made a did a remake of that. No, though, did I, they? Don't, I, thought, I don't think they. I, did. There was I don't like think that. I even knew but, it was a movie. No. To be did it also yeah. go to Broadway though? I thought there was. A oh Broadway yeah, thing. I think it did. Maybe that's why. Yeah, people mm. heard of it I think too, it yeah. did. American Airlines. Fred found this story, and since we have Alex in here, here we go. Is making some changes. Today, they announced they will raise bag fees for most checked luggage. Yeah, does it surprise you? You know, you guys all know how I feel about American Airlines. Well, Mark is the, same, the same way. way. I mean, it's this doesn't surprise me at all, this story. But it's not like five bucks. They are raising uh, uh, most checked luggage for domestic flights to $40 for those who did not prepay online. That's a serious chunk of money. We're talking for a checked bag. Yeah. Wow. And, I, and the issue with this is American gives you trouble for carrying on. Every time well, I carry on, even if it's just like the slightest thing is off. Then or, the opposite effect would happen here because they're going to encourage more people. Raising the bag fee is going to keep more people from wanting to not check bags. Right, right. So they're going to be getting to the gate and checking. You know how you get to the gate? You always have your carry on. You get there and they yeah. check it at the gate. That already happens a lot. That's going to. Double. I guarantee that doubles by the, with doing this. I, I guarantee you. I think you're uh, right. They say if you prepay, the average cost will be 35 bucks if you prepay online. 
Uh, American also says it will cut the cost of transferring frequent flyer points between accounts. I guess they're just trying to give you a little something for charging you more for everything you do. But, man, that's a lot of money. Well, the and I don't know how often people do this, but the, the real issue would then be if you have an American flight versus a United flight versus a Southwest flight, what, what's the cost of those flights yeah, given that's the, a good the back fees? And then which mm-hmm. is Southwest? I, I genuinely don't know this, but is Southwest airfare more because they back fly free? So. No. I don't think I don't so think either. So either. I, it's just not the case. And, and that's how they do it. That's how they get my business. I would also be interested to see if Southwest flights increase because of that. Yeah, uh, that would, that's actually a good question. Uh, we may have heard about this by now. The biopic film series of the Beatles is in the works. Have you heard about this, Mark? Not not completely, no. It's from Skyfall director Sam Mendes. And there are going to be four movies, one from the perspective of each member. This is the first time that Paul Ringo and the families of uh, John and George have granted full life story and music wow. rights. It's a pretty big deal. Sam says, quote, I'm honored to be telling the story of the greatest rock band of all time and excited to challenge the notion of what constitutes a trip to the movies. Now, uh, Ringo also shared his support. Um, Have you heard the news? He said, oh boy, we all support the Sam Mendes movie project. Yes, indeed, and of course he's Ringo, so peace and love. Wait, wait, four four movies? I'm going to be dead before the fourth one's out for sure. They release a movie every two to three years, right? They will hit the theaters in 2027, but a specific (laughs) schedule has not been announced. And we'll see what order they go in. Interesting. I think I heard that they want them all to be released in one calendar year. 2027. Would make sense, right? Interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's going to be quite the project. Okay, NASA is looking for volunteers not to go to Mars, but to live in a replica of it for an entire year. Oh, yes. That's right. It will be a 3D printed replica of Mars called Mars Dune Alpha which is about 1,700 square feet. Now, the idea in this program is to simulate it conditions. Seem quite as big as Mars, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, right? <laughs> They're trying to figure out, uh, well, here. The idea is if they simulate conditions for a future crew on the red planet, they will tweak stuff so know what you can and can't handle. Now, you, if you want to apply, you've got to be a non-smoker. You've got to be a U.S. citizen or a permanent resident. You have to have a degree. Here's where we're all out. In math, engineering, or biological, mm. physical, or computer science. Yeah. And you must be between the ages of 30 and 55. And you should have a strong desire for unique, rewarding <laughs> adventures. But don't forget that. Do you have to stay in the 1,700 yes. square feet the whole year? Yes. In fact, you've got to apply by April 1st. Uh, the first group is already in there, hmm. and they're coming out. You'd be the second group. The first group is coming out in August. They've been in that thing for 378 Wait, days. How many How many people in 1,700 square feet? Four. No way. That's crazy. <laughs> That's no crazy. Way. Do we say? Did you say what the uh, what the pay was? I might have missed Nothing that. Nothing would be no. Enough. I didn't so, because so I don't. I might do it for a couple million. Dude, for a imagine. Year. Yeah. Let me give you a scenario. How big I'll is seventeen hundred feet. Not, not very big. big. No. Yeah, it, my, yeah, yeah, like I mean, my city in the house was probably or my city. My house say, in the city was probably Fred, about my house is a little bit. My house yeah. is okay. about that size. Right. Okay. It, it'll be fine. But, but here, let me just offer this. Put this into perspective. Sue's going to be living in the Sue, Alex, Abby, and Fred. Think about this. Let's let's say you guys are in. You're like, man, I'm going to go and do this. Let's say you're stuck with someone like me for right. you know a year I'm 17. Out. Exactly. <laughs> Think about that consequence. We'll put you it's in the far true. corner, and the three of us will do something else. There's no else. dollar amount, though, that you would maybe consider? 
Uh, yeah, of course. There's always a dollar amount, Alex. But again, none of us is smart enough to go on this. <laughs> well, there is that. Sounds, so like it doesn't really matter. MTV reality show. Yeah, it does, it do- doesn't well, it? They you should know, film it. I would be interested in something like that anyway. Give me the highlights. I want to know Isn't, what's going but, on. But, but that's true. honestly, Abby's that's kind of like what Big Brother is, except yeah. for the house that they live in is way bigger than 1,700 square feet. And no one is smart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Sue. Yes. Uh, Sue's News is brought to you by Mr. Appliance Speedy Expert Service. They are the best. Go to MrAppliance.com. And finally, in Sue's News, I think I will mention this, just because we talked about the Beatles in the movie. The Beatles spent the most weeks at number one on the Billboard album charts. When you factor in all of their albums, it's 132 weeks total. That's more than two and a half years. Taylor Swift is next with 69. I, I was, that was going to be my question. Only 69. She's got a ways to go. And that's it for Susan News. Thank you. Thank you, Sue. We'll do it again tomorrow. And we'll keep envisioning 1,700 square feet and spending time <laughs> with three other people on Mars. 425. Have you ever taken... We talked about this recently, but there was an update on it. Remember the old physical... Uh, fitness test that you took with the, of course. the you know, push-ups and the, the pull-ups and stuff like that. And reach, yeah. all the that president, stuff. We have an update. I've got some questions to ask the team about that and whether you can still do some of these things. Coming up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We're sitting here during the break and we look up at Fox. We have the monitors in the room and we see images of St. Louis that are being blasted across the nation. And apparently, Beavis Shock, who is an attorney here in St. Louis, he's a friend of the show. He's been on many times before. He was on News Nation last night talking about this situation. Now, I'm not all up to speed on this, but this is a homeowner in some homeowners Two. in the city at the corner. Do we know where the corner is? Yeah. Uh, Spring and Chippewa. At Spring and Chippewa, there is a bunch of homeless people, like a squatter, essentially, at that corner with tents or uh, what would you call them? Oh, tarps, stuff like that, right? It's tarps and trash bags, and it's on the sidewalk. It's in their yard, and two homeowners are suing the city to get rid of it. They say the smell of feces is... Right. So I mean, it's bad. It didn't look good. Is the attorney for the homeowners. We're going to try to get him on tomorrow, but again... Alex, just say what you said. You're watching I, this. It, I, they had to have picked the worst pictures in all of St. Louis. Yeah. To show. I mean, it's almost as if they like tried to portray us as just a horrible. I would have thought it was San Francisco, town. just looking at the pictures, not knowing well, right, it was St. Louis. So, and then what? The other thing that they were showing in some of the images, and they credited KTVI. They got the, you know, I'm sure they got the photography from Channel uh, Two, but they they showed the fact that. Um, Oh, no, I lost my Man, this is, I'm having these that they cleaned moments. Up that they, for, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. They, my brain, I'm telling you guys, I apologize. 
and you remember I made a deal out of this because what they did when Kamala came to town, and this was in October, is they had the park adjacent to where we are right now at Park Pacific, which is uh, between City Hall and Olive, right? That's where our building yeah. is right mm-hmm. now. And there, there's actually two parks right across from one another, and the homeless drug encampment was essentially there. And then they moved it, and they took over City Hall. And then they put the the same thing around City Hall. Well, then they just moved to the abandoned courts right. building. But the point of that was, and I remember I asked the parks director, can't remember his name, and I sent him several emails saying, hey, can you tell me exactly what the restoration plans are <laughs> because you have signs up? Well, they haven't done a damn thing. There's been nothing that's been done. And by the way, you know what his answer was? Remember, you can do a Freedom of Information request <laughs> for that. Right. That's the recommendation. That. And I don't know if any other member of the media has asked Tish or anyone else, hey, do you have some plans for park renovations. I guess my question is, and I think about this quite a bit because I drive by it every day, are they just going to at some point take those things down and then, you know, once they've restored the hope. Once they've restored the hope. By the way, they're about on the seven or eighth minute mark of talking about St. Louis on Fox right now and showing these images of these squatters at the corner of Chippewa and Spring. And you're right, Sue, it is ginormous. And how do you not, now this is unbelievable, this is what Beavis will tell us, how do you not have the legal remedy Thank to you. get rid of those people that are just squatting on the corner in St. Louis. And apparently they yell at people and the people who own the house can no longer sit on the porch and enjoy how, how, anything. Seriously, because is there of the nothing in the law that allows the police to go up and, and arrest people and yeah. remove them? You can't defecate in public. No. I mean, you can't in San Francisco. Well, I know it's like I guess, kind of the law. Right. But in, in your tent, I, I guess uh, it's just awful. Wow. Okay. It's just I'm sure the mayor is all over this one, trying to solve uh-huh. the issues for yeah. the homeowners, right? Well, yeah, and of course, Beavis's point is, whose side is the city on? A, a, a taxpayer, somebody who owns that property, or a squatter? I, I, I don't get yeah, it. I think quite that's, the question. That's a valid question. Okay, well, this is a much lighter topic than I expected <laughs> to get into here, because I saw something that I thought would be um, good for the team here in the studio, and we um, we talked about this even recently, but the New York Times did a piece a couple of days ago, and it said, could you pass the presidential physical fitness test? And certainly I remember this as a kid, and then I asked Alex when you graduated from high school, because it says if you went to an American public school between 1966 and 2012, and Alex, you're yep, in the group, 09. You, you make the cut, I think all of us, Fred, you make the cut, right? Yep, yep, I do. So if you did that, you were probably remembering the presidential fitness test. And that was in gym class. You had to do a mile, sit-ups, pull-ups, push-ups, sit-and-reach, and a shuttle run. And I guess Obama's the one that changed this. This all came, this is what they say in the New York Times. I don't know if I remember this. This seems along the lines of a random fact, Sue. Hmm. Born of Cold War-era fears that America was becoming soft, the test was first introduced by President Lyndon Johnson in 1966. The goal was to improve the fitness of nations used for military service. But then huh. it kind of stuck, and then they, um, you know, they, I guess they went in a different direction Nobody ever told us that. Did you notice that? Did anybody ever tell you that's why? <laughs> no. We just, it was so Oh, maybe they you know, did. but the the question that they pose, and here's the other thing that I'll tell you about the presidential physical fitness test, and I don't know if this ever happened to anyone else. And for the longest time, I couldn't find a copy of this song because the internet didn't exist. But I remember talking about this 20 plus years ago because when I was in PE class in Niles, Illinois, they would play this song. Do you know this song at all? I've heard it. Fred, do you know this one? No. Sing along if you do, ladies and gentlemen. Chicken fat. Touchdown. Every morning, ten times, not just now and then. Is this Mr. Hill? Yeah, Give I love it. Give that chicken fat back. Robert Preston. Yeah. Chicken and don't be 
This is actually from 1961, and they used to play this in they my gym class. Oh my God, they played it every oh. week. They Could didn't. You? No, they didn't play it well, at Kirkwood. In my gym class, they played it. Here we wow. go. Second verse, Alex. Push up every morning. <laughs> Ten times push up, starting low. This is gonna guide you through your day. Once more on the rise, nuts to the flabby guys. No, you chicken fat. So they asked the question in the New York Times, could you run or walk a mile at a challenging pace and, sure. and time yourself? Sue, you could do it because you're a fitness guru. Uh, but Fred I, wanders around the parking lot out here. And yeah, he walks I mean, on Fred, a you're a walker. That's probably about the only one I could do. I could not do the arm part, though. Weren't there pull-ups? Yeah. Didn't you have well, to we're climb gonna go a rope? rope? We're going to go over some of these Yeah, here. I think the rope. Okay, because I couldn't uh, do that. You had to ring the bell at the top The second one is the pull-up. Using a pull-up bar, start in a full hanging position with your knuckles either facing away or toward your face. No, See, that's do. what's confusing sometimes. It says kids they got didn't to specify choose. the over or under no, grip. This says the former is generally easier, so it's um, facing away, they say, is easier or toward. Pull up until your chin is above the bar. Count how many you can do. No time limit. I can do that one right now. I can answer that. That question very quickly. You could do it. I yeah, that's my none. answer too. Uh-uh. I was going to be impressed. Um, I could still do a few, a yes, few? several pull-ups. Okay. But I think we talked about it. I had the, I had the, the school record for the most pull-ups. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, I did forget about that. Yeah, Good I did. I yeah, knocked out like that. thirty-six of them or something. Well, then they go. The New York Times can't help themselves. They have to go through the uh, the litany of what it gets right and what it gets wrong. What it gets right: pull-ups and chin-ups are a good measure of upper body strength in theory. What it gets wrong: many people simply do not have the strength or physiology <laughs> to get up me. all the way without specific training. Yeah, that's because pull-ups and chin-ups are a good measure of upper body strength. <laughs> right. And if you don't have upper body strength, you're right. not gonna be able to do it. That's... So it it seems like it would still work. Uh, the push-up. Schools had the option of giving kids either a pull-up or a push-up test, oh. though many chose the former. Perform as many push-ups as you can until failure. No time limit. I, I could do maybe a fair amount of those. Yeah. Um, I don't you think know. you could still knock out some push-ups? Yeah, only I mean, because you're not I've a been, very big well, guy. You don't have much weight to to, right, yeah. exactly. to lift that up. Helps. Well, and I've been doing a little bit of you know working out here the last couple of months. So yes, I could do. Could I do fifty push-ups? I could do maybe close. I don't know. I could oh, do the girl. You think kind you could do close to fifty? No, I could do twenty though. in one go. No, probably not. 50, in one no. day, I could do twenty, 20 or twenty-five. In one day. No, no. I mean, in one day. <laughs> well, sure. no, I can't. Do, I'm going to tell you, I can't do fifty. But if I, I could do twenty, twenty-five. I, I would take the, I would take the under. Yeah, I would take to. the under. I'm not uh-huh, doing the I test today, too. but we can do that next week. You want to try? Oh. I'm going to practice. You will times. not. You will totally not do that. <laughs> you'll you'll he'll forget be hurt about it. for it by then. Okay. I got I to gotta train one more week. The okay, sit-up. So technically can, oh. a curl-up. This exercise is a partial sit-up done with your back in a C-shape and your arms crossed over your chest. The presidential test required doing as many as possible in 60 seconds, usually, as you remember, with another kid sitting on your feet to hold yeah. them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, what it gets right, not a lot. <laughs> what, what, what it gets wrong. More than any of the other events, the curl-up test raises the eyebrows of modern exercise scientists. Not only does it have the potential to um, exacerbate back pain by stressing the lower spine, but it only works in the front layers of the core muscles. Okay, what else is there? The shuttle run. Run back and forth between two lines, 30 feet apart. I remember this. Two times as quick as possible. Each time you cross the line, pick up a block of wood or a chalkboard eraser and drop it at the other line. I don't remember that part. I just remember doing it back and forth, right? Mm. What it gets right. Well, the, t- the shuttle run tests speed and agility. What it gets wrong. If you're not already doing speed or agility training, you're going to basically suck. That's what they said here. Um, sit and reach. Take your shoes off. Sit with your legs straight against a sit and reach ruler box. What the hell is that? Yeah, it's got like the it it like it's kind of square on the yeah. on the one side, and then you it's got the board that kind of comes all the way out. 
Oh. You're supposed to lean. And it's got the like ruler basically on top of it. It's the measurements on very top of good, it. Alex. I don't know that at mm-hmm. all. That's impressive. And the feet. It's very important that the feet are flat against the board. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Lean as far forward as possible. If your school didn't have a ruler box, uh-uh. you may have done the V-sit reach, which just requires sitting with your feet eight to ten inches apart and noting how far you can reach. I see. Now, I'm, call me crazy, but I feel like that's how they also tested for scoliosis. Oh. I don't think I did that for that. I think you leaned forward and they and and somebody ran their, you know, hand down your spine and that was how they told maybe I don't know. Maybe wow. I'm way off, but Here, I here's I, what I remember. I remember you know what's interesting it. about the scoliosis test is I remember being told that, yeah, I like when McCannonate for scoliosis, and then you kind of freak out when you're a kid because totally. your spine is a little off and it never amounted to anything. I just remember being scared about scoliosis and then I was gonna have a curved body. And I did, but that was mainly because of layers of fat. <laughs> But oh. the scol- this is a they, delightful do they still tale. Do- no, I guess my point of that is, do is they scoliosis t- used to be like a big discussion thing. Oh, and- I, yeah. Do they test for it at schools still? There's no I way. I don't think they do, do they? That's got to be like a doctor thing now, right? You would think no, so. No, I don't think that it, I don't even know would it be allowed nowadays to test for scoliosis no, in schools. That's a good point. Hey, Alex, you should come by. We're doing our fish fry this Friday in Cottleville. We, unfortunately, the weather got in the way last week in Chesterfield, but we're going out to the Knights of Columbus Hall. We'll be there from 3 to 6. We'll do a live roundtable. Fred will be there. I will say this. Candidly, we were we were very worried earlier this afternoon. We were told maybe that Abby couldn't go because of some issues with um, someone needing to be here at the station. Mm. And Trisha works some magic, and I, I'm told that Carl's going to work the board that afternoon. We're happy because we wanted, yeah. you know, we wanted Abby out we there. Did. So that's good. But come see us on I Friday love afternoon. Uh, Alex, you're going to hear the story next of Frank Cusimano losing his phone for like three days. I'm not sure what all this entails, but we'll get to it. In the meantime, a little bit more chicken fat. Well, we had President's Day on Monday, and we were off. The show was off. I filled in for Kill Me that morning. But we um, we got back together yesterday afternoon. Typically on a holiday, we'll hook back up with Cusimano because, you know, we were not there on Monday. And we, we tried to do that, and he wasn't there. And that was unusual because Frank doesn't stand us up, right, Fred? And you weren't really hearing back from him. Yeah. Yeah, it was a real mystery because Frank is always good at answering texts. So I didn't know what was going on, but I knew something was up, but I just couldn't figure out what was going on. All I right. thought maybe he was out of town. He's been kidnapped, I think. You've been kidnapped, <laughs> Frank? Is that what happened? Held for ransom? No. How are you? I'm, on, <laughs> I'm real good. So I'm on an airplane. I get on there from Fort Myers Sunday night. And like two minutes after I sat down, I realized, wait a minute, I don't have my phone. I know exactly where it is. But since I was the last person like to board, uh, the woman, the stewardess, the flight attendant started to talk. And so I run right by her because I know where that phone is. And I run up that little hallway. And right before I'm about to open the door, some other flight attendant, a man says, sir, you can't go through that door. So the last thing you want to do is make a scene on an airplane. Well, I and mean, I, I would have loved the video of you getting tackled on a tar, or you know, like on a jetway. But yeah, I get, <laughs> oh my I get gosh. your point on that. How frustrating! What did you? Uh, what did you do? Oh my gosh! I said, sir, it's like fifty feet away. When as soon as I open up the door, he goes, "You got to get on the plane." So I get on the plane, and uh, by the way, I don't want to sound too religious, but I had a Bible and I just prayed that someone who is uh, a, a good person would pick this phone up. I would have done so. The then same. Monday, I, first of all, it, living without your phone, you guys may know this, oh. but. I can't get in the building at Channel 5 because you need a pass. I can't drive my car because you need a driver's license. I can't order food because you need a visa. And then when this big Mizzou story is breaking, I can't call any of my contacts because, like, what am I supposed to do? Look through, like, the yellow pages? What does this guy (laughs) mean? I I have no idea. So this is crazy. Monday at about 5 o'clock, 
um, a producer here at Channel 5, Susie, says a former producer is on the, uh, on the phone and says she just got a call from somebody in Fort Myers saying they have my phone. And, uh, and I said, well, why would you have it? And she said, why did they call you? She says, well, for some reason, I am your emergency contact person on your phone. Now, I had a tough time explaining that to my wife, Monique, <laughs> why these two <laughs> female producers. But anyway, to make a long story short, after going through hell, uh, some great person took it to Lost and Found. They federal expressed it. And at 1220 today, my life became normal oh, again. Oh, my gosh, awesome. Frank. Answered prayer. Okay, quick question. What do you do in those three days? Like, I would wonder if I could go get a new phone and could they download right, everything from the cloud? Um, well, I did more emailing during that stretch than any time in history. And then every 12 seconds, I'd ask my producer, Andy Muller, hey, can I borrow your phone for a second? You know, I'd call my wife, call my, you know, just. Did you, when you got on the plane, when they flagged you and they were about to tackle you, did you try to call it from another person's phone just to see if someone would answer? No, I was sitting with strangers. I couldn't, no. All right, just. But I knew where it was. Right. Yeah, but here's the crazy thing is, there were $106 and two Visa cards in there. I got it back from Federal Express, and there were $106 and two Visa cards. Hey. That restores faith. Well, that, that's, that's a hell great. of a story. Now, since you mentioned it, let me get your reaction. We didn't have you on yesterday to talk about the uh, the news on Monday that the Missouri Athletic Director, Desiree, Desiree Reed Francois, barely able to pronounce her name. We haven't known her that long. Is going to Arizona. I liked her quite a bit. I got to know her here in the last couple of years. I'm very disappointed by this, but it looks like some of the things behind the scenes led to this, right, Frank? Absolutely. Um, I think the one thing we can safely say is this forming of the oversight committee to oversee her, the woman who just brought in 62 million two weeks ago, the woman who's made some good hires and speaks from Kansas City to St. Louis. And I've been around her. She knows everybody in that room by the end of her speech. She's unbelievable. Yeah. So the oversight committee where you know, she was hired and she was going to answer to one person, the chancellor. OK. And then all of a sudden, wait a minute, we're going to have this another layer. And I think, to be perfectly honest, I'm hearing the vibes with she and drink were not great either. And I, I think it's more about the oversight committee. I think she would, got, would have gotten along with Trink. But she said, OK, I've had enough of this. I'm going to go to Arizona where I went to law school. I, I've heard some of that stuff with the tension with drink. I mean, she didn't hire him, but, you know, maybe some of it's that. But I, I never I don't know why there would be. But you don't know personalities. Right. And, and there's all kinds of things that would happen behind the scenes. So th- this just seems like another, the way that this is being covered in sports journalism. It seems like it's another, you know, blemish on Mizzou, Frank. Yeah, anytime you leave the SEC for any other conference, now it's not like the Big 12 uh, where Arizona is going, or Big 10 is a slouch, but still, it, the money, that crazy, ridiculous money from the SEC network, I mean, it's, it's almost like the NFL. A guy like Bill Bidwell can make every wrong decision, but at the end of the year, he's probably made $100 million because of this TV contract. The SEC really can't lose much money, you know, with, that, with the money they have coming in. Well, we'll see where they take this. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, – I've been around Mizzou for a long time. I've gone through a lot of uh, athletic directors, as you have, and I know there's some good choices out there. But, man, just when things were kind of heading in a real positive direction, outside of this year's basketball season, although they played Tennessee <laughs> yeah. relatively tough last night. They really did. But it's just another gut punch, unfortunately, uh, Frank. I don't know where this takes us as Mizzou fans. Yeah, 0-13 and about to be – it could become – the second team in 70 years to have an 0-16 SEC season. Oof. Vanderbilt with um, 
Jerry Stackhouse a few years back. I honestly thought they were going to get it last night because they seemed fired up. And, you know, Tennessee's really good. They're a top five team, but it just wasn't. It's just this year it wasn't meant to be. Frank, we'll talk on Friday. Okay, sounds Take great. Care. Thank you so much. Glad you have your phone. That's a heck of a story. That would, oh, man. I mean, have you ever lost your phone for a significant period of time? I never have. No. You know, not, not for... Um, Three days? I'm trying to think of anything that could have happened. I remember the the biggest panic that I had one time was in L.A., and I was getting dropped off in an Uber from LAX, and I forgot my phone on the uh, in the back seat of the Uber, but he hadn't left yet. So I ran because I sort of felt, you know, you feel yeah. it on your pockets and stuff like that. But that could put you in panic mode for sure. Okay. Good story ending there for Frank Cusimano. 455, Selena Zito is going to make some great points about middle America and how the working class is dying and what this presidential race is and should be all about. That's coming up. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 